0: Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylett's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora. Unbelievable. From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the W-12 Podcast. Um, we have the usual suspects today on the podcast. We've got lots to talk about in a mad week of football, um, a great week for QPR. And we've also got a really special guest on this today, which we're really looking forward to in Chris Willock, in for Mad at the moment. Um, but on the call today, obviously, Bradley, how are you?
3: Hi boys. All right, ben, how are you? Working hard? Yeah, mate. It's been a lovely week as well, hasn't it?
2: Sun's out. Been a bit of a mad week, is not it? Just, just, I don't know why it just feels mad. Just everything going on. I don't know, just yeah, just, mad. Dunk, how are you? Yeah,
4: I'm good, boys. You're right, all good. He's had
2: haircut, he's had haircut. Look,
4: looking good, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, lads. What, well, I mean, where do I start this week? Um, I guess for me, we need, I mean, two away wins for, for us, um, Borough and Swansea, two excellent performances. Um, and I mean, we're just in form, aren't we? It's just such a—I sh- mean, it's so frustrating at the season's end. I don't want it to end. Um, yeah, do I. and I just want to keep going. But but the good thing is, it really makes me look forward to next season. What this can do. Um, Dunk, what's your sort of analysis on the two away games? Um, yeah, I think obviously, see like Middlesbrough
4: first, like twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes. I thought we were amazing like, came out the blocks, like, really played really well, obviously got the two goals. I mean, like, where do we start with Rob Dickey's, like, <laughs> like, what a goal that was. Um, and obviously, then, Wallace got his goal. I thought, I like, if it was looking quite rosy, then obviously, Middlesbrough got back into it. Um, yeah, so I think the Middlesbrough one, I think, was a bit more hard work than it needed to be eventually.
2: Uh, I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, uh, what's what's really, really this team, this that, that we've, this said this second half of the season that Warburton's managed to do is he's just made us so dogged, has not he? And, and and so we just dig in like down to ten men. Um, you know, we, we 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 normally would have crumbled away away from home. You know, historically. You know, on you know going away from home to a team in sort of third place, normally historically always a tough game, but I thought in both games we were you know pretty comfortable. Um, and you know, one person who probably deserves a shout out is is Joe Lovely, um, who I think we'll all agree got some stick rightly, probably fairly, because you know he was making too many mistakes. But he's come back and he looks regenerated, refocused. Um, and it and it's, gives great competition for Seni, doesn't it? You know, which is great. I know he's out of contract in the summer, so that's probably another another question. But yeah, top man, Joe Lovely. Do you
4: think probably? Yeah, do you think it's partly the fact there's no fans? Do you think that's taken a little bit of weight off his shoulders? He doesn't have to perform in front of fans at the minute, so there's no um. one getting on his back. I don't think I agree with you. Eh? I think no? I don't know. I think it, back in the time, every goalkeeper makes a
3: mistake, and I don't think because there's no fans there. I think I think Joe Longley is a massive QPR figure, isn't he? Loves the club, been there from a young age. I think you just got to push past mistakes keepers make, and he's been brilliant. Yeah. since he's put back on the QPR
4: shirt. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. I, his performances, especially against Borough, he made some top saves, especially uh, those uh, the two ones from George Saville, wasn't it? but it's a lot different when there's no fans moaning about everything so yeah,
2: yeah. i think i think joe you know he, he his contracts up i don't know whether he's looking to move on or i mean or whether he wants to stay and fight for a, it's difficult cuz he's done so well for us and he, he is a number one and he deserves to be number one it's just for us, you know i can, what will he want to do in the summer what do we do <laughs> Yeah, we've got another two keepers there, three keepers. Yeah, um, I don't I, you know. I don't think he's on big money, but he certainly isn't on small money. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I'd, I'd keep. mid. Seni. I don't know. I don't know what you think, Brad, but Seni is. It sort of coincides with him. I don't know. He's just not been as effective or not had the bigger impact as he did for this last sort of month
3: last month I, I said that I've I just seen him make month, a few mistakes but you know like I said I, I think you've got to push past them mistakes I think Sally is an unbelievable goalkeeper and I be it'd be brilliant to keep him on I just don't think we will but you know this last month he has been quiet but he's a talented player isn't he you've got to have someone like that in your squad for me you know you can see players are comfortable with him in goal but they might look comfortable with Lumley in goal as well you know, we've, we've just had two away wins.
4: But, wow. I don't know, we would reckon? Uh, what do you think of the, the red card for Senny? Do you think, like, it was a right, rush of blood to the head? Do you think the injury he picked up in the first half played a part in his decision-making?
2: Or do you think uh, yeah. it's of those
4: things just happened?
2: Um, I think it was a red card I think it was just a poor mistake it it's difficult when you come running out yeah um, just had a bit of rush of blood didn't he um, but it's going to be good I- I'd keep both of them next season and, and let them fight it out you know it- it's only good yeah. for us um, but it's whether Joe Joe will want to do that or whether he wants to play a full sort of 30-40 games a season somewhere else I mean I-, I-, I don't know but it'd be interesting obviously we've got we've got we've got the big man as well Dites. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, I said
3: it
4: from day one, you good. good? <laughs> oh, no, you boys no, didn't. Don't be stealing that from me. I had faith your go, way, you way through. In that one. But what, yep. Do you
3: know what? Talking on Dykes, Dykes and Austin, they look so close, don't they? As a partnership, as friends, they look they look so close, you know what I mean? Either
2: He's obviously He's obviously been working on his game, Lyndon. He I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of people on social media, sort of, you know, now he's doing great, you know, bemoaning everyone that that was set slate or, or, or suggesting that he wasn't good enough, which I always think is, you know, it's sometimes always a bit hypocritical and it's easy to say in hindsight, but, he, he, you know, he didn't look great about two months ago, you know, he, but that is due to a low in confidence, but that's all we've got to base it on. He wasn't scoring goals and he, you know, he's finding it difficult to get in games. Uh, but I yeah. think we all knew, we all knew that he had something there. It's just whether we can get it out of him. And it just, yeah, I mean, I think he's just learning how to play in this league, learning how to how to mix it up with these centre-halves and, and, and interplay with two nippy Will, Willick and Chair around him. Um, I think he's learned off Austin and he's just got a bit of confidence. And, and it's funny what it, I always say, it's funny what confidence does in it, really. Yeah.
3: I think you've got to
2: give a shout-out to Adoma's pass as well in the in the I'd Swansea game. I'd love to see more of Adoma, you know. I don't know why. He, just, he always just cheers me up a little bit when he's, when he's you know, he's always smiling. <laughs> he's always, he, he always, and when he gets the ball, he's always head down. He's always looking to go down, like to go, he? and he's someone to bring on. I think it's next season we should definitely keep him because he's definitely someone <laughs> you can bring on, you can rely on for a game here and there. Yeah, um, I
4: think especially as well if obviously it looks likely you that know, like Cameron will go. So Adoma's gonna be one of our senior players, isn't he? So he'll be good for like bring the youngsters on, having that yeah. senior been around the block kind of head. Like he's been in a championship for years. So he he knows exactly his way around the league. And he, can he needs to play out. in front he, of
2: a front of a full Loftus road as well. He's got to have that opportunity.
4: Uh, yeah, he's got to what give it wants. to him. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to score a goal. Do you know what I mean? Massively.
2: <clears throat> he- yeah, I mean, he's done four key assists, you know, he's and he's actually won us quite a lot of points. I think it was, I think it was eight points or something he's won us from either yeah, an from assist or as an a involvement sub, yeah. in a goal, which, you know, is a lot, really, um, for someone with so little minutes. Um, so I'd love to see him more next, you know, get involved next season, which I'm sure he will. Um, the formation, I found, to be really odd, really attacking, really, you know... Doesn't look right on paper, but it seemed to work. You know, George Thomas in there, um, you know, in the midfield, centre midfield role, but not really. Playing as like a fourth striker, if you like. But, it, you know, so with Stephanie Hanson sitting back deeper um, and obviously a dome, a right wing, right, you know, full back, yeah. um, wing back. But it's just been a bit odd, but it seemed to work, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you think
4: that's part and part, like part of Warburton just having a little tweak of the system a little bit, seeing how else he can do things like to make this formation a bit less defensive because it is based around having five players that are defensive minded at least, in the, um, and then having two midfielders. Again, normally Field and Johnson are probably more holding midfielders than they are necessarily attacking midfielders or box to box midfielders. So do you think he's just trying to have a little tweak and see what he can do to make us more of a threat? While these games realistically don't have a lot going on.
2: Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) Yeah, I I think he um, he just yeah. I mean, he is trying things to a degree, but I also think he's he's been dying to give George Thomas minutes, and where to fit him in is always difficult. What I find him to be one of those players in this five-three-two. Where does he play? Where does he fit in? Does he fit in, in the front three? I am not sure. He he you know. Um, but he can play in the hole. Can he play in the hole? You know? So I think, yeah, I think Warburton's just trialing with him. Um but he's done really he's done well, I thought he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't done poorly. Um difficult position that he's been put in, but you know it'd be good to keep him involved next season. He's very versatile as well, isn't he? So
3: I think, going on what you've just said there about um, Wolverton as well, I think we've got to have a big talk about him, Wolverton. He took over a team, lost loads of its players, threatened to survive. where we are now. He's
2: done a great job. I mean, you can't do anything other than say that he has. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's taken us from the brink of being the, the biggest relegation threat we've probably been in for quite a few years to... It's just frustrating, isn't it, that we just come, you know, two or three wins, three or three games where we should have won, and we'd have been right in amongst it, really.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I'm just, uh, you know, just gonna let Chris Willigan. He's just coming in now. Happy days, mad at the moment. Here uh, Chris. How are you doing, Chris?
2: How are you doing, mate?
5: Good, thanks. How are you guys doing? you okay? Yeah, yeah good,
2: good, Very well. Really good. We're in good spirit, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, how are you? you good? Yeah. You've been, you been training today? Uh,
5: I had recovery today. Well, it was a light session because uh, we had second day recovery. So we just done some strides and then um, just got some massages, a bit of ice bath and just chilled out, really.
2: Is that what you do on a recovery day? I've always wondered that. Do you just sort of sort of float around get a bit of a massage have a chat a bit of a band listen to a bit of music and then go home
5: <laughs> it depends like um, so the place that didn't play like the subs and some of the players that um, were in the squad were cranium and then um, the place that we play like, basically go outside do the warm up do a couple of strides and then we go in um, have an ice bath have a
2: massage and just, just do a bit of stretching and stuff and then um, we're done really Nice. I, I think I think the first thing I want to touch on, or that we want we want to talk about, is just. I mean, we're in unbelievable form at the moment, and and the turnaround's been, you know, unbelievable. What, what can you p- put your finger on exactly what's changed? Is is there? Is, you, know, you you lads must chat about it, in the, you know, in the in the dressing room, and you know, it, we're eighth now. You know, we're we're I think we'd be third if we, if, the, you know, in our twenty twenty one table. Sorry, yeah, go on. Yeah, I was just saying if you, you know, is it right, Just cut out. You good? Can you hear? Yeah, yeah, I can hear yeah, now. All go good, on. yeah. Yeah, I was just saying that I've got to touch on first. Um, the, you know, we're on fire at the moment, the, yourself and, and, and everybody, really, from sort of the start of last season, where we, you know, up until 20, you know, until December. What's changed in your opinion? Um,
5: Obviously, um, I think, I think we was a bit unlucky at the start of the season. Not, not just saying like, obviously, Charlie Austin, Stefan Johansson, and the, Jordy, and the new signings have come in. They've done really well. But I thought, like, like it was a bit unlucky. I thought we played good football. I thought that like we dismissed that icing on the cake, just finishing our chances, um, just that final edge. But I think now we've got that. I think even now, I think that the groups got to know each other a lot more. I think. People are starting to understand how each other play, and I think we've just we've just moulded more as a group, and you can see that on the pitch.
2: Are you doing anything different, or or is it just the same? You do, you know you're doing the same things. Is, is has anything changed? Not really, not not really.
5: I just feel like we're just starting to know each other a lot more, and we're playing more as a more as a unit. I think we're obviously the the, the gaffer changed the formation, so I think no. that. A lot more solid at the back. Um, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of confidence in the team now as well. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of the players are playing with confidence,
2: and and you can see, you can see it on the pitch. The change of, you mentioned the change in formation. There did that just was that sort of something that you all discussed, or is it just something that, they, that that Warburton just changed? It was there because we haven't strayed from that formation since then. So I'm just wondering, it did. Where did it come from, the change in formation? I think um, the Gaffer made
5: the decision, so I don't yeah. know. I think the Gaffer made, made the formation. I think, I think it suits us, to be fair. I think, we're, you can, as you see as the results, that it's, it's working. So I think there's no there's no rule need to change it. So I think it, it suits the lads and I think we're
2: doing well. Uh, and Obviously, at the start of the season, you were sort of in and out of the team. Obviously, recently you've been in the team most weeks. What was it like at the start of the season? You know, being out of the team as often as you were. Um, you find it difficult. Of course, it's always difficult. So you, Yeah. As I come in the summer, I want to
5: play, but I think sitting back that helped me a lot. You know, I was I was new to the team. Obviously, you need to, as I say, you need to build your credit. You need to show what, like you need to show what you're worth. And I feel like. Working every day, um, learning, getting used to the championship, even though I came here last season alone, but I feel like it was there's was even more stuff I need to learn. And I felt like just sitting on the bench, sometimes it's not always a good thing to just be pushed into the, the starting eleven. I feel like sometimes you need to learn you to to, to sit back and analyse the game and I feel like I've I've done that a lot now and I feel like um I'm starting to get used to and mold into the
2: player that I'm I'm trying to be. With with the four lads that came in, I mean, obviously it's easy to say that they that they sort of ch- have changed the results. So I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. But what what have they done since they've they've come in? Yeah,
5: you can see Charlie Austin. Obviously, he's played in a prem. Um, he has a load of experience. Um, scored a lot of goals. Um, Stephen, um, obviously, he's played in the championship and. I think he's played in the Premier League. Well, um, he's got a lot of experience. Samfield obviously has played in the Champ as well, and like I think we just needed them a couple of additions, and and um, I think it's helped the team massively. I think like you know it's always it's always good to have new players. It just gives a little buzz around the training ground, and I think they've they've helped us massively, especially Geordie as well. Geordie at the back, he's solid, and um, I think that's always going to help the team. You know initially. Uh, good additions, and I think they've they've helped us a lot.
2: We were just chatting before you came on, and we were saying how much we're looking forward to seeing you and Ilias next season. We think that you two next season are going to tear up the championship. Tear it up! Um, tear it yeah. up! If <laughs> you seem to have you seem to have got a good connection with him, it, it, oh, is that fair a to little say? Little going
4: on. <laughs> 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 I
2: feel well, right. I think from the first day,
5: um, me and Ilias met. Like, we've always clicked. Like. Um, there's a bit of banter around going around the change room like we're always together like we always have lunch together we're always just chilling together so Ilias Ilya, is a good guy you know you can see on the on the pitch how talented he is um, I think we bounce off each other you know um, I think it took a bit of time to get, to get used to but well, Used to each other, but we, we, know, we know each other now like, almost perfectly. So um, I think it's only going to get better. I mean, to keep working on a relationship, but I love playing with Ilias, and he's a, he's a good player, only destined to go to the top. Great man as well, and he's brilliant. Yeah.
2: With this formation change, I was going to ask you is it different for you to play in this sort of formation? Because I imagine it's, you know, is it sort of a 3 5? A 2-1 kind of it sort of changes doesn't it but is it different to how you've played in, when you've played before have you had to adapt to it or do you think you've fitted into it well I've never really played this formation this no. is
5: like the time um, I've really played this formation but I I feel like I can say I'm an uh, adaptable player to any formation so I like to play off the left Last, I, I, like at Arsenal I used to play off the left or Benfica. What I used to play off the 10 as well a lot so for me, or the right. So for me, it's for me, it's not much different. Obviously, you don't have the wingers, but you have the fullback. So it's it's kind of it's kind of easy to adapt. So
2: I feel like for me, it's not a problem. Who in, who in the dressing room is the uh, is 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 the not the leader? But who's 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 the loudest? Who's the who... um, saying that? Do you know what? Yeah. It's got to be Austin, isn't it? To I don't reckon it is. I don't
0: reckon
5: it is. Because on a match day, like if anything's going wrong, it's obviously like the old, the older boys that always have the the first thing to say, or like if we're not playing or we're not doing the the things that we should be doing, it's always uh, Charlie or Stefan or Anx or Jeff or one of the older boys. But when we when you say that the People always have, like, me and Ilias have this argument all the time. He's the loudest in the dressing room. And I think it's him, but he thinks it's me. <laughs> Probably <laughs> you both are. But he's loud. Every time I come in, like, in the training ground, I, I can hear where Elias is. But He says, like, a lot of the boys say when we're having a conversation and, like, I don't agree with what they're saying, that like, I'm I'm the loudest, but I think it's Elias.
2: Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, going all the way back now. So, from to the summer... How did, the, how did the move come about to QPR then? So, um, I was looking for a
5: club. But I was quite close to going Huddersfield. Um, but, because obviously I was on loan there last season. Yeah. But um, it didn't come about. And I didn't think that was the right move for me at the time. Um, I was really close. I think uh, Benfica accepted a, a bid from them. And uh, I was just on personal terms, really. But... I didn't feel like that was the right project to take me forward. And uh, I think Neil Bamford, I've worked with Neil Bamford at Arsenal. He's briefly at Arsenal. So like, Neil's known me since I was really young. And um, I think he was in conversation with my dad and he said that like, QPR were interested. So kind of went from there really. And then, um, as I started to know about the club, I started to do my research. Obviously, I knew QPR before because it's such a big club and the, um, you know how they play and that. As I started to do more research, I started to um, get more interested, and I thought, yeah, I thought this was the club I wanted to be to, you know, to to be at. So um, it kind of happened like that, and then as things moved faster, it just, it just, it just became natural, and I, I, I and mean, it just
2: happened. What was it like being at Benfica? Just, just, it's just obviously a different culture, isn't it? Obviously, a different country. Is, is, it completely different out there? Yeah. Well,
5: so I can tell you guys the story. So, um. The first session, I remember my first session, and it was just like because obviously I've been in England my whole life. Like I signed for Arsenal when I was five, so all I knew was English. All I knew was the English game, and like, um, not saying it's much different to Arsenal because I'll say like as a technical, the technical side of the game is very similar. But a thing I found hard was like I remember my first session, and like we was playing keep ball and. Um, I got the ball. So obviously yeah, I'm new to the team. I'm a new signing And I've I've joined the first team for the, for the start of the like the season. So that preseason. So I've got the ball and keep ball. And I'm trying to dribble and I'm trying to like, impress. And I've got the ball. I've took on the man, like dropped my shoulder. And then everyone's like, hey, 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 what, what's he doing? And I'm like, what's going on? Like we're playing keep ball. So they, they turn around and say, it's 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 two touch, my friend. I was like, no one told <laughs> me. <that I'm> not. <laughs> I went home, was like, oh my very, like, very up to. But as time went on, I, I, I seemed to like understand the language a bit more. Like, started to get used to my surroundings and, and make new friends, and it got a lot easier. But I would say it's a, it's a good. It was a very good experience. It, it grew me as a not just on the pitch but off the pitch, and I grew as a, as a person. And I think. Only having like that, that experience at such a young age is only going to help you. So I feel like as a as a player as a man, it, it helped me a lot.
2: So you played a lot of games for the B team. What what's the standard like? When I was looking at that, I thought I wonder what the standard benfica could be is like. To be fair, it's like
5: I feel like a lot of English teams should should look at. I think a lot of the teams now I know QPR the B team and. I think I've played in a B team a couple of times for fitness, or or some of the boys that I haven't played for a bit going to the B team. Well, I feel like it's kind of a good idea because over, like I think overseas, like Spain, um, Portugal, Italy, their B teams actually play in a second division. So you're playing against men already in a second division as a B team player, as a young kid, nineteen, eighteen, and I feel like that's more beneficial for you as you as as you try and take that leap to the first team. So at the start it was it was it was really difficult because I didn't really play against men. I only just um, played against when I was in England I was in the 23s. I've had a couple of first team games but it was only like 15, 20 minutes. So when I went over there in the second league, like you're really actually playing against men. So it got uh, it took me a while to get used to uh, but I feel like um that helped me a lot. Just playing against men, fighting for something that's really real instead of just finding, just playing in the Premier League too, where it's more about development. Toughened you up a bit. Sorry? Did it toughen you up a bit? Yeah, definitely. I remember even just like going away, like when other teams had fans, fans, a a couple of thousand fans, I was never used to that. And just like, (laughs) when the ball goes out of play and they just like, like, cussing you or saying bad words or like bad <laughs> like you're like because it means something do you know what I mean like it means something yeah. to, to they, because they actually want to stay in the league or was like you get relegated your your um, finance goes down and it's difficult so it's it, it, it really it really did help me a lot
2: was, it, was there an option to stay? Did Was that a decision that you you made early on or did you know what, did you not want to sort of go back out alone come back or Because I noticed you said that you you were looking to leave.
5: Yeah. um, Well, the first year I was in the the first team, I didn't play a lot. So um, I was was only young, I was 19. So uh, I think that time, January, Christmas, I was still in the first team, but I was playing in a B team. So I I thought to myself it was all right, you know, just being in, just training with first team players and, Being in the first team dressing room is, you know, I was, it's something that it's something I haven't experienced before. So I thought just doing that was a was a um, something that would help me. So um, I think the second year I played in the B team again, I done preseason, but I was still in the B team. And then I got to a point where I thought, like, if they're not going to give me an opportunity, I feel like I could play in this team. If they're not going to give me an opportunity, like, I, like, I feel like I can play all I deserve. So I need to go out and just prove myself. So um, I went to obviously, I went to Huddersfield and um, went to in January last season, to Huddersfield, unknown. And I thought I need to play. And I got that experience to play. And I feel like that definitely geared me up to,
2: to be ready for the championship how do you feel your season's been then as a sort of what's gone well do you think for you personally what maybe hasn't gone so well and what will you be looking to work on next next season well i think um
5: i think i'm definitely improving you know i've been trying to work on um little things to help me improve every game but um i think if you look at my games i think um as i analyze i feel like i've i've improved a lot um I think definitely I want to score more goals, get more assists and be more, you know, um, more effective around the box. Um, And I think if I work on that, I think it will come, you know, I think as I I, um, learn more and adapt um, even more
2: to the championship, it it will only get easier for me. You see, when I watch you, no one ever knocks you off the ball. It's mad. Like, you've got these, like, six, seven, well, not seven foot, but six foot centre-backs, and they're just, they're just, they're, you're just knocking them over. <laughs> <It's> uh, mad.
5: <laughs> um, I tried, and um, I think, I think a lot of that comes from probably the Arsenal Academy. We used to work on, um, I feel like, I wouldn't say I'm not, I'm, obviously I'm not weak, but I wouldn't say I'm not the, I'm not a Akin Femoir, but I feel like <laughs> my God. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like your first touch counts a lot. Um as a as a player passes it into you or as your first touch, I feel like a lot of when a defenders on you, a lot of the times if you've got a good first touch, um it gets you away from the defender anyway. So or it off balances the defender anyway. So I feel like as growing up in the Arsenal Academy, that's what you used to focus on a lot: um, your first touch and your technique. And I feel like over the years, I've just, I've just built that. Chris, would you would you say you're you are the quickest in the squad at the moment? Because watching you, do, you definitely look like you're the quickest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I think I'll definitely be up there. I think maybe maybe one of the quickest on the board. Definitely, I'll put myself up there. But yeah. Not sure about the quickest. Who's up there with the quickest? Um, right used to be miles above everyone, but um, yeah. now I think um um Nico, Nico is quite quick to be fair. Um, Aussie, he also is kind of quick. Um, I think Aussie. Ozzy or Nico, there? Yeah? yeah. I can't think of anyone that really
2: strikes me. That's... Yeah, well, Barbe always looks really quick. I don't know why. Oh, just just really quick. What about Dima? I
5: don't mind. is quick, but well, I think he's, I think, I don't, I'm not sure, but I, I think five years ago, he'd be
2: different. Does he sit on the sidelines still, just doing tricks for you all? Do you all just sit and watch him do tricks? Um, oh, but it just starts. <laughs> in training, yeah, he does a little trick. Like he likes
5: to put his foot on the on the ball and and um, like soul roll it a lot. But he doesn't. He wouldn't stay out and do like or like do tricks and stuff. But I think he just does it at home. But he's, he's he is a skillful player. You can see he's got tricks.
4: Yeah. Who's got more tricks? You or him? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Definitely man. Definitely. Answer's got more tricks than me. Even yeah. though I, I do like, I would say I do the most makes in training. I would say yeah, that. Yeah? Yeah. A lot of people that... would agree. Maybe a couple of players would disagree with me, but I feel like I do the most things I've got. Oh, <laughs>
4: definitely no, Ilias is you, nut
3: Pardon? Go on, Brad. Who's the best one you nutmegged?
5: Who's the best one to not make? I've got Dumbull a couple of the times to be honest. <laughs> Dumbull likes to leave his legs over, and I've got Jeff Cameron. I've got quite a lot of players, but um, yeah, I do. I do like a, a cheeky nutmeg in training.
4: <laughs> Who's getting the most? You or Gotta be <laughs> a little competition there, aren't You two?
5: Definitely. I say me, but if he was in the, if he was sitting next to me, he would say him. But
4: it's definitely. <laughs> Um, Chris, just want to go back to your, um, your Benfica days. Obviously, um, Adele was there. Obviously, for us, he's a massive legend of the club, like for what he did for us. Like, did you get to train with him much? Did you see much of him? Like, did he give you any advice when you moved to QPR? Yeah, well, um, Adele was like a big brother
5: to me. Even now, I speak to him a lot. Um, he's helped me a lot, like um, on and off the pitch. I feel like. Adele, like, he's given me a lot of advice. Um, I've trained with him a lot because at the start, he was in the B team. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, when I was in the first team, he wasn't there. I think he was on loan or something, but um, I came down to the B team and Adele was there. So, like, we kind of clicked because obviously he has that kind of an English culture and um, he speaks English very well. So, I uh, like, me and Adele, we, we found each other like, very good friends. Um, and, like, I, when I spoke to him and said to him about um, QPR and that like, I might be going here there's a possibility like he only had good things to say he said the club will suit me a lot he said uh, you'll love it you're in London and um, he just had positive things to say so that kind of like kind of turned my head a bit more to QPR and I was just like looking looking forward to just to, to coming to QPR and then signing and he also mentioned the thing about football he said the football's good that we we um, they like to pass you know there's a structure to the football and it only excited me when I could hear these things especially from Adele someone who I look up to who I've bonded who's, who's uh, such a
2: good friend to me and a, a big brother Is he different Adele now? Because when he was here or when he was in England he, always, he had the he, he, had, he had the reputation of being not a troublemaker as such but somebody who would, you know a, you know, a bit about him. Is he a bit more chilled now in his old age? The thing is, I
5: feel like people, a lot of people get Adele wrong. Adele, for me, Adele has not got attitude problem or he hasn't got, like, anything, anything, um, anything that you would... Um, I think a lot of people misread Adele. And the thing with Adele, he has personality. I feel like bringing that personality out of him, the best Adele you can get. And just being with Adele, Adele is one of the most... Um, most loveliest guys or a clean hearted person I've probably met, but a lot of people don't know that, and I feel like Adele has personality. And the best way to get out of him is to to um to understand him. Some player, unreal, isn't
4: he? Unreal. Yeah, real. He's unreal. He's unreal. Um, how are you coping with not playing in front of fans? Does that affect you massively, or you kind of? Can motivate yourself without having to have fans? No, it's difficult. Um I think I've played
5: one or two games where they had I think it was like a section of fans. And um, oh, yeah. I really I was I was just imagining how the the the, the road would be if it was fully full. But um it's difficult without fans, you know. <laughs> Not just for motivational purposes because I can I, I like to motivate myself. I have my different things to motivate myself and goals where I want to get to. But it's just the thing of like when you score, like when the team's doing well. It's just you know it's that encouragement or that 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 um, that feeling that you miss from the fans. And I just can't wait for for, for them to come back next season. Hopefully, fingers crossed.
4: Yeah. Um. Do you have any, like, pre-game superstitions? Is there anything, like, before uh, the game that you have to do? Like, do you have to put, like, your right boot on first, then your left boot, or...? Not really, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm not that sort
5: of guy, but there's there's just little things I like to... Maybe, I don't know. <sighs> maybe, I like... You must have, have a song. You put a song on. I have a couple of songs that I go to, but it's a, it's a bit of a mixture of so my own music and I take them out halfway through. But one thing I do like to do is like, if I'm playing in well in one pair of boots, I like to keep that boot on. So normally, like, um, I was wearing moulds at the start of the season and then like, the coaching staff used to say to me, like, Chris, you used to stop wearing studs because, like, you're slipping a bit. And um, I just started to wear studs and now, like, I'm due to them boots. I don't know if you lot have noticed. It's always the great. I They have a red strap on there, but always, <laughs> that's that's how I am. I'm just comfortable in pair of boots, so I'll keep probably keep them to the rest of the season. Now,
4: yeah. Um, just to go, obviously, you've touched briefly that you joined Arsenal at five. Like, how does that come about? Like, when I was playing football at five, it was literally in the garden, like falling over my own feet. So, how are you getting picked up by a club at five years old?
5: Well, I have two brothers and um, I feel like it kind of fell down the ladder with us because my brother used to be at a team called Intwood my oldest brother um, and obviously like we used to go and watch him and like, I was I was young so um, I was always like not to boast or anything I was, I was always good or interested in football so I used to kick the ball on the side and I thought I played like a year up or two years up in like um, just schoolboy football like um, ac- not academy but like Sunday league whatever it is so that like, my brother was obviously playing so I started to play like two years up or one year up so I'd done a season there and then I got scouted and then um but saying that my like, my younger brother Joe is even worse like he didn't even play um, Sunday league football he just come to Arsenal with me and Matty and that like, he just <laughs> took him like he just started to play and he was at four, he got he started to go to Arsenal at four, so he didn't even have no Sunday League football at all. Nice. It, wow. It's crazy.
3: That was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was one of my questions. Yeah, that was one of my questions. At the three of you growing up, who's who would you thought who's the best, the best?
5: Like your younger, your youth. You know, I haven't had this conversation, um, this question conversation, but well, question for a long time because I, <laughs> I feel like we're all different players, you know. I've, I've yeah. never, never pick one. Yeah, and I'll never think my brother would say he's better than me. So I think we all did <laughs> have a different. <laughs> not just saying I know because that's that kind of key, play, like but I'm not better than my brother or whatever. But like we're all different. I've especially my Joe and Matt. Like they're they're midfield, they're proper number eights where they are box and watch midfielders. And I'm I'm not like that at all. You know, I want go and get the ball in the five and third and make something dribble past to player or do you know what I mean? Or I get joy out of yeah. different things um, to them. So
4: I fall out with different players. Um, I've, I've represented um, England youth le- at, at youth level. How was that? Yeah, it was a good experience. Um, I've been to the World
5: Cup on the 17 World Cup where I feel like I really enjoyed that. I've been to the Euros. Um, it was always it was always good to go to them sort of tournaments and, like, analyse yourself to to see how good you are with other players in Europe. So um, yeah. I really enjoyed my time going to playing for England at youth levels and um, just experience, like, playing against different players, different cultures, different styles of play. And I feel like that helped me a lot, definitely. Yeah.
4: Didn't you get in the team in the tournament? At one of the youth um,
5: competitions? I think I did, you know. I think uh, <laughs> I know more to about you, fair, than you. No, yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't actually go past. I think the Euros and the World Cup. I didn't actually. I had quite a, a, right, a right tournament, to be fair, but I didn't actually go past the group stage. So, I wasn't happy, you know. So I feel like the other stuff is kind of irrelevant for me. Like just, just, just not going past the group stage. Uh, mm, it was quite upsetting at the time, but so I wasn't really too like um, interested in what like if I was in the team in the tournament or whatever because my team actually didn't go past the group stage, so it was irrelevant for
2: me. But so who's the best youth player that you've had you've ever you've seen? You know, obviously not, but actual youth player that you've seen they might not have made it as big as you know some others, but was there any what any that stick out in your mind?
5: To be fair, I've played with a lot of youth players, something that yeah. I thought would have had better careers and different careers. I can name a few. Um, I've played with the likes of, I don't know if you guys know, Ismail Benassar, he's playing for AC Milan now. Um, yeah. Jeff renny Adelaide, he's playing for, in the, I think he was at Lyon, I think he's maybe moved yeah, on now. Um, Steffi Mavadidi, he's played at um, Juventus, now he's in the French League as well. Um Gideon, Gideon was a very good player. Gideon's LM. And then I played with players like Benfica, like Gerald
2: Felix. Oh, um, I bet he was some player.
5: Yeah, terrific, like um terrific, terrific player. You can see like even from a young age, you can see like 18, 19, how good he was. And I knew he was gonna make to the top. Um, so there's a lot of players i played with. It's hard to, like, put my finger on one player. Um, Dan Crowley, I don't know if you know him. He's a very good player at a youth level. Is it Burby? Yeah. There's a lot of players, where I things? think... Yeah, yeah. He's very, yeah. very, very, very talented. I remember him playing in the youth team with him. and Yeah, so there's a lot of players where I couldn't really... I think it would be a bit unfair to put my, my finger on one player, but there's mm-hmm. so many talented players i played with. We've either make it to the top or like they're still trying to figure out the the balance of their career. But um, I think I played with a lot, of top, lot of top, top young players. Right. But so, go, Sorry, Ben. I just want to get these little quick fires in.
3: <laughs> Chris, I've got ten quick fires here, mate. Just So I will start with another one. If you were a professional in one other sport, what would it be?
5: professional in another sport probably a sprinter you know athletics yeah yeah I'm not I'm not really into other other sports I feel like football just, for me it's just a football or nothing I do I do like running so I'll probably say a athletics. sprinter i probably want right.
3: oh Numbers, number two who's the biggest joker in the QBR dressing room
5: I was, I was saying, saying you Aurelius. <laughs> I would say George Thomas. Like me and the lads, we play poker and um but on the way to, to game sometimes, or we play different sort of games, just have a bit of fun, you know, when it's a long trip. But George Thomas is a weird one because he can get his jokes go like he he doesn't stop George, like he would annoy you for the whole trip, like you want to punch him sometimes. Like, he, <laughs> He is a funny guy. He's one of them like, he's just funny. And you think like, how did you think of that? That's a bit like then, right. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: Number three, who has the biggest, who's had the biggest influence in your career so far? Um,
5: I'll say my dad and Thierry Henry.
2: Um, Thierry Henry. Gosh. Gosh. I mean, that's someone to name drop. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: i would say my dad obviously because my dad's always been there for me and my brothers from the start, from, from uh, youth level to first team level. To my dad's just like giving everything to my me and my brothers' careers, giving up jobs, giving up. Just he's just been a you know what I mean he's like my hero and like he watches every game. He watch it three times. So if I played a game, he watches it back three at least three times, analyzes every moment and. I'll say my dad, and then Thierry Henry because Thierry Henry used to be like my youth coach, or he took us for under 19s in the Champions League, and like, I feel like he was a big help for me. You know, like not just on the pitch, like off the pitch as well. That like, he helped me a lot, just advice, and obviously he's, he was my hero going up watching Arsenal. Arsenal support or Thierry Henry was like so when he when he. Became my coach or like mentor, or whatever you want to call it. Like it was just, it was something like you. It was a dream come true for me.
3: What player? Number number four. Who, who's your pick, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi.
5: Ooh. Yes, that's the one. Messi for me as well. Not <laughs> no Ronaldo, but Ronaldo is a top top player. Not saying you know, it's a bit like sometimes you hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, Ronaldo like." Ronaldo, um, Messi's got so much talent and Ronaldo's not as talented. Like, Ronaldo's not, not talented. Like, he, you can't do what he, he does if you're not talented. But Messi, for me, is just uh, just another level. Messi's just, for me, Messi's the best player ever. Just the things he does yeah.
3: is... Unreal. And so, go on next one. If you had to be stuck in lockdown for two weeks, uh, obviously the way game, two weeks, you're stuck with someone from the squad, who
5: would it be? It's a difficult one because I would say Ilias, but I think we'll end up having a fight in the first week. <laughs> uh, well, a pillow
3: fight.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I would say Ilias. Uh, I don't think we could last a week together in lockdown. So, I'll probably, who would I say? Two weeks. Two weeks. <sighs> I don't know, I wouldn't say one of the older lads because it's like, you know what I mean? They're a bit bit too you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, probably say, I'll probably say semi or Aussie because I feel like they're calm guys. Like, I feel like they're they're good, they're good, they're they're good laugh as well. I feel like mm. Yeah. Two week lockdown. Or Nico, one of the younger lads. Yeah. I've got two more for you, mate, All right? If you was in a five-man band,
3: including yourself, and this is a music band. Mm. Five, five. Who
5: are you picking, and why? Um, definitely Onks, because he's got. I've seen him. I don't know if you've seen him. He's got a couple of moves, and I'm squeaking. moons. Yeah. Um, Jeff Cameron because I feel like Jeff Cameron will hold the the band together. You know what I mean? <laughs> so got, yeah. got the slip back. Got the. Little oh, the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're I mean, yeah, he always has ideas. So, um, who else? Um, I'll put myself lead thing, I think. So that's it. <laughs> um, who else would I pick? Um, Lyndon Dykes, maybe? Yeah, Lyndon Dykes, yeah, definitely. Um, one more. Who am I putting in there? maybe maybe um, maybe Senny you know or Joe Lumley yeah. Joe, Joe Lumley Joe Lumley Joe think... Lumley on, tri- <laughs> on the triangle on the triangle <laughs> <laughs> nah, Joe Joe's a guy man he's got a lot of personality I like him he's a funny guy as well yeah so hey, Joe Lumley and then
3: my last one I always love to finish on this five a side team you as the gaffer who are you picking? QPR players. What,
2: you've, got me- have a, you've got to have a keeper. Ooh. Five. Every, everyone struggles on this keeper one, don't they? What
5: <laughs> yeah, got two top goalies, you know. I think it's fair to, to... You know what I mean? I think they both have their qualities. Um, I'll probably pick out a hat and just... <laughs> <pick> out- <laughs> So, um, I'm not sure with the goalie there, but I feel like they'll be both top five-a-side so, goalie.
3: So, you're Avseni or Lumley, right? And then you've got four players. Who are you picking?
5: Um, At the back, I'm definitely having my centre-half. Lee Wallace, mate. Yeah. yeah? Lee Wallace, man. Ah, I love Lee Wallace, man. He's so, like, just... I feel like Lee Wallace knows the game very well. Um so I'm gonna go with Lee Wallace. Um my centre mid. My I'm gonna go with um Stefan and yeah. um Carol. Then I'm gonna to have to put um Who's getting your goals? That's what I mean. I don't know. Maybe I have to go once. I don't I Yeah, once. Okay. I'm gonna go. Um, Tom Carroll. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be Elias in with him. And then um, for that like, maybe Charlie Austin. I'll give it to him. Charlie Austin maybe. Charlie Austin, Austin. not from. Just to get in the, you know, what I mean, the rebounds or the little turns and finishes.
3: So yeah. It doesn't miss from the front
5: goal. Oh, uh, it doesn't.
3: Just a quick one. You mentioned that you're an Arsenal fan a minute ago. What what are your thoughts on? What were your thoughts? Obviously, it's not happening now. This the Super League, because it's been a mad week for football, has not it? Just wondering
5: from a player's perspective, what you thought. Yeah, obviously, I don't. I I didn't agree with it either. Um, I see a lot of the players coming out just saying that they don't agree with it. I think it kind of, you know, especially for smaller teams and, um, knowing that you have that dream to, to play in the Champions League or, even though, even if it might not happen, but just having that, 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 um, that self-belief in your team or confidence that you could one day make it's, it's just ruining, knowing the fact that could never happen if that Super League happened. And I think it's just, um, I don't agree with it at all. I think, um, Especially for the fans and um, um, the players, I know a lot of the players didn't agree with it. I totally disagree with it.
2: Chris, I want to touch on the Gaffer. Um, I've always, I'm always interested to what type of manager he is, or, and how does he work? And, 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 and you know, what's he been like to work with since you've been at the club?
5: Yeah. Um... The gaffer is um, very good manager, you know. Um, I feel like he's helped me a lot. He's improved me as a player. Um, he always gives me confidence, you know, that self. I feel like that self belief you need from a manager always goes a long way, um, especially when you know, he know he gives. He knows what he understands you as a player. I feel like a Gaffer understands all the players as a player, you know, and he, he's always giving the advice, always encouraging players and. With our gaffer, I feel like one thing that I do like about him, you're always um so you're always clear on what the job you need to do in the team and the role that he wants you to play. And um if that's for like for me example, being a provider, someone that's gonna slide someone in or create a chance or getting on the ball as much as I can to affect the opponent, or you're a player that's gonna break up play or win challenges for the team. I feel like the gaffer. The gaffer, or even score goals, the gaffer makes that clear to you, and that's, that's one thing I really respect about him.
2: And I'm, I'm really enjoying working with him at the moment. When you're not in the team, when you're not in the in the starting eleven, do you do you get told that like the day before? Do you get a little word in the air that you're not going to play, or is it a case of look, here's the team, you know, and that's it. Um, it could be a bit. Um.
5: Sometimes, it's a, can you guys hear me?
2: Yeah. Yes, mate.
5: Yeah. It's a bit of both, really. I think sometimes uh, the gaffer might pull you across and tell you, like, oh, like you're not playing because of this. Or, or sometimes it's, 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 um, it's not like right that. And that's just, I feel like one thing with me in football, I feel like that's a thing that you have to accept. Um, at the end of the day, the gaffer's in charge and he picks. Wants to play, so you have to deal with it. So for me, it's always just a learning curve. If I'm not in the team, there's obviously a reason why, and I need to make sure I'm in the team and work hard and try to improve to show show the gaffer and show show people why I should be in the team more.
2: more. So yeah, yeah, he always he just seems really calm and chilled. I can't mm. imagine him lobbing a boot across the room or, or a cup of tea or something. Um, no, he's a good guy. The g-
5: and chill yeah. Obviously, he has his um, he has his demands, and he has his um, his way of playing. But he's a he's a nice guy, you know. He's approachable. Um, he's a certain person that you can go to and ask him a question, and and you won't feel awkward about it. So I really respect the gaffer. And he's a he's a he's a nice person. Yeah.
2: One, one, also one thing. What to us was around the sport as we we're all talking about Lyndon Dykes and his change in form and his confidence. And I mean, has he been doing anything different again? Is, is it just a case of it's just working now, or do we you know? Is there, do you think there's a reason for his change in form? No, you can see Lyndon.
5: Lyndon's a good player. Lyndon's um, he has quality. Obviously, he has to work on, but that's like all of us, you know. And I feel like now he's starting to get into his, his um He's mojo. You know, I'd He's 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 rhythm. Maybe rhythm is a better word. And I feel like you can see it on the pitch. You know, Lyndon works. Yeah, works so hard. If I'm honest with you, he's probably one of one of the hardest workers in the team. He's always staying up, doing extra work, and he's finishing. And I think it's now he's starting to come and he's starting to, to 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 show people what he, um, what he can really do. Next
2: season, then do. You f- do, are we wrong in sort of expecting a promotion push? Is that is that asking too much? Do you think, or is that going to be the, the aim?
5: No, definitely. I think we could we could we could, we can definitely get promoted. Quality in the squad now, um, the confidence, especially going into these last couple of games that we're showing the ability that we have in this team, we can definitely we'll definitely hopefully be up there next season. I feel like we have the the capabilities to go all the way to the uh, to the top of the table.
2: What's your aims going to be, goals assist-wise? Will you have a set target, do you think, next season?
5: Yeah, definitely. I'm not going to say it now because... <laughs> I
4: don't <laughs> just be a bit better than Ilias. Get more goals than Ilias, more assists, yeah? A personal battle between <laughs> the pair of
2: you. I think we'd be happy with that.
5: <laughs> yeah, but I I think like we're teammates obviously I want the best for Ilias if Ilias scores more goals than me or I score more goals for Ilias we're a team and we're all working together so um, I want the best for him he wants the best for me it's just it's, if it is competition it's healthy competition it's just pushing each other to, to be the best yeah. it can be
2: Chris before you go I want to know who are you going to vote for for players player of the year <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one Kid.
5: I've got to have a think about it. it was, I'll say six months ago It was Senny, you know I'm not saying Senny yeah. Senny's done Oh, really well, And Senny was probably our best player For a lot of the time A lot of the season But yeah. I feel like I need to Rob think Dickey. about it Rob Dickey's had a tremendous season as well He's done really well So I need to think about it and just analyze the season I think when the this, this season finishes I'll have a, have a, um, a You're not, not going to
2: commit then? No, not
4: yet. Not yet. Fair enough. Just, a quick one. Oh. Sorry, um, on. Rob Dickey's goal against Borough. Is he doing that in training regularly? Like, is he picking like, yeah, well, well, like in top corners I, or not? I, I expected him to give me a, pro- a
5: couple of props for that because he had the ball and I was shouting, shoot, shoot, because he even there, hit You was never going to shoot for me. He was like, no, I was going to pass it out wide. So, but. He, Rob Nicky no he doesn't really shoot that much but you could from that strike I think he should shoot a bit more <laughs> you get the assist for that one then mate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a great finish wasn't it so
2: yeah Chris we'll let you go mate really appreciate you coming on um, you've had a top season um, and I think I'll speak for everyone and the fans when I say we're looking forward to seeing you in the flesh next season at Loftus Road oh
4: massive um,
2: and good luck for the last few games of the season. Grab some goals. Hopefully, yeah. yeah.
4: Nice yeah. one, mate. Top man. Thank you very much. Um, cheers for coming
5: on, Chris. Stay safe. Um, it
4: was good talking you stay- to you. I really um
5: obviously appreciate your support and um I'm grateful for you guys. So thank you. Nah, nah, so have, a, have
2: a good rest of the evening, bud. Stay thank safe, you.
5: take care, take care. Guys. See you later, later, later Bye
4: bye. Oh, what a nice
2: play! Lovely, hey lovely. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Chair next season and Dikes, if you know. And if we can add a couple more around them, like, honestly, I just do. I, I, you know one thing that, 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 that I don't fear anyone in this championship. Like you know, when you know when a game's coming up and you sit back and you go, "Oh, I'm not looking forward to this." I, I really don't feel like that with any team. It, like you know. I know Norwich are promoted, but even if we had Norwich next week and they needed to win to go up, I still, I still wouldn't be fearing them in any way. Well,
3: well you can go off our previous uh, results. We we beat what? What was it?
2: Top of the six top teams, wasn't it? We've done really oh, well against the top teams, haven't we? Yeah, we're like Robin
4: Hood of the league, aren't we? Because we take points of the top teams and give them to the fucking
2: bottom teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's horrible, <laughs> But I'm looking forward to seeing what we can add to, to the teams around uh, to the players around there because I think them two are going to be pivotal. Um, I don't know whether we're going to sign these four players. We'll see. I think we talked about it enough. We we want to sign them, but you know I, I don't know how possible that is. Um, what are we saying on um, what are we saying on What do we think? New contract?
3: Oh, I think you'll be silly not to give them a new contract. I, don't, I think it's stupid. Anyone would even think that we wouldn't.
4: Like, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because, like, the first episode we did in Ben, we had a big chat about Warburton and how we had a really rubbish December, hadn't won a game in December, barely even scored. I mean think we, we scored like, one or two goals for the whole month. Like, we were really poor. And credit to the board, sticking by him, because a lot of the fans were calling for his head, and he's completely and turned it around. So, fair play to him. Hopefully... This summer, could bring a few more players in. Keep keep most of the squad together. Hopefully, don't lose any of our key players this year. And I think we've got the nucleus for a really good season next season.
2: We've got to give it a go. Either you know, if I'm the owners, I've said this before in the point, If I'm the owners, I'm looking at this going. This is the best chance we've had to, for years to really give this a go. And, and you know that that the, the, there isn't anybody who I look at and think their their better than us. You know, there's going to be teams come down. But, you know, Sheffield, United, Fulham, West Brom, I t- I t- even now I look at their team and don't think they're, you know, nothing that we can compete with. Um, so, mm-hmm. if the owners are listening to this, which I'm sure they are, um, <laughs> let's give it a go next season, I reckon. But I think
3: you're forgetting as well, we've, obviously with the loneliness, what we've got, you know, it might not be there next season. But you know what I no, mean? We've got to remember that as well.
2: We've got to get the recruitment right this year, you know. And, and it's frustrating, really, when you think about it, that it took four loans to come in. And, and I'm not saying that's the sole reason it saved our season, but we spent enough money in the summer, we brought enough people in to not need those loans. You know, we shouldn't have needed them, really. Um, you, you know, if you look at the last few games, three of them haven't even played, really, with Geordie being out, Austin being out, and Fields not been in. So actually, when you look at the team now, and you look at the key players... Dykes, Willock, Chair, Dickey, Seddy, Joe Lovely, George Thomas, they are all in before all these loans.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it goes back to January, Warburton changing the formation. That seems to have completely made a massive difference to the players. It suits the players you've got. I do feel sometimes um, Warburton was trying to make the team work around Bright by playing the 4-2-3-1. It didn't suit the rest of the team. So... Obviously, I know we were a bit annoyed of how Bright left, but I think that kind of worked in our favour. Changed the formation,
2: and then the results changed. So still, still no bond. So really, is there? There's not been much. I just don't know where we go with him. And I don't. I'm not going to write him (sighs) off anyway because I still think there's something in him a bit like Dykes. But the less and less he he plays, especially you know, this season's done and dusted. You'd think that he'd get some minutes. Hopefully, he'll get some minutes, but. I don't know. Something see doesn't seem right there. I'm not sure. But
3: sure, surely, from a player's perspective, going into next season, that makes you want to work and train and and, and play harder to get possibly. in that.
4: Sport. Possibly, possibly. Especially, especially, that we are, we could have what our, this could be our highest finish for however many years since we last got promoted. That's it. Yeah. Like there's that motivation. That's like keep the run going to the end of the season. Go 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 have a break. Come back pre season, everyone should still be positive, like get some recruits in in the summer that will help strengthen the team. And then I think we've got a really good chance. They were talking about FFP being um, loose again next year or not even being there at all.
2: Yeah, which isn't a good because thing. Of, because of COVID.
4: Really? Yeah, but it's not. But um, when you're saying the owners need to have a little push this year. If there's not as strict FFP, then we might be able to have a bit of a bigger budget bit of a bigger wage budget just to try and get
2: it it's that gamble isn't it I'd love to know what we're paying Austin and, and Johansson I'd love to know because they're not they're on like 40-50k a week 60k I think Austin's on we must be paying a bit of that I can't believe we're paying anything over half no 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 yeah I mean we won't be paying that but but I mean, yeah if he's on if he's <laughs> in
4: 60 I could see us paying possibly up to 30 if there wasn't a fee involved in the like I wasn't alone for him we're just purely paying like half his wages. But I don't
2: know. I still think we're desperate for full backs. I think it's yeah. clear every week I look at it and think you know we're a couple of full backs away um, from this team being really good. And that's not no disrespect to KK and, and Wallace and I mean Wallace has been great. Kane, I mean you know Kane's not going to be here next year. I mean, you know, Warbuck's doing everything that he can to not play him. <laughs> um,
1: yeah
2: you know, and Nico, so, uh, you know, I don't know where we go with the full-backs because, you know, what, what happens to them, but, you know, if we could just get a couple of decent ones in. you got to think, think about it, you
3: got to think about if we lose Tenny as well. I'm not sure we will, but if we do, second choice keeper, or, or we've only got Lumley, haven't we, really?
2: We've got Kelly, haven't we? We're not short
4: on keepers. Kelly. Yeah, we've got, obviously, um, our mate, Joe Walsh. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: True. A bit young, oh, isn't
2: he? bit young, we but young, yeah.
4: being, being, on, being on the bench, give him some experience. I
2: think it'll just be a year too soon for Sonny. I think we'll lose him, but I think maybe we'll get another year out of him. Um, I think,
4: I think I boys,
3: we
2: could get Freeman back.
3: He'll <laughs> no, play team. for
2: Sheffield United. He'll play for Sheffield United next year, won't he? they come down, I'd imagine. Uh, um, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all's good. Um, really good. Really looking forward to next season now. So let's just, you know, let's end on a few games. I'd like to see if a couple of the fringe players get involved. Patash, a bit more, Bon. Um, you know, and um, I'd like to see Geordie back as well. Yeah. He's, he's been really impressed. He's not played enough, which is frustrating, but it'd be good to see him. Yeah, I still keep... want to keep Broke his of... nose, didn't he? Yeah. You know, we've Um, got Amos and Carroll to come back, which we forget. I saw Carroll trading traded the other day at Amos. Um, So, yeah. It's looking good, isn't it, next season?
4: Yeah, Yeah. really good.
2: Is any of your player of the years years, years changing? Player of the season?
4: Well, I was swaying between uh, Senny and Rob Dickey. And I think on recent performances, I'm going to go for Dickey. I, st- I still, love Barbet.
3: Can't pronounce, <laughs> his name. Barbet. <laughs> he's so consistent. He's been
2: consistent, but Dicky as well. Shenny, poor, oh, tough. It's tough for it? Yeah, oh, very tough. Ilias as well. I think Ilias has had a great season. Yeah.
4: Um, well, I think the problem was like in December when we were on that poor run. Everybody was on a poor run. Nobody was performing really, were they? And I think that's a problem. No. We had like a, a an okay start to the season; weren't doing too bad. That massive dip, and then the second half of the season, it's been like unbelievable. There's so many players mm. from January. We could say like Johansson; he's been amazing, really, for us. Wallace, like Dykes, Dykes the last month, it's been amazing. <coughs> um, yeah. who, who are you going? Then you got to go. Who you think we'll win it?
2: I think D'Angle will win it. Dickey will come second and then third could be quite a few players. Yeah. I, I, I think. I think
3: it'd be I think it'd be Dickey
2: Yeah, I reckon
3: Dicky. Any, right.
2: Possibly. What's our Norwich predictions then? Quickly to end. I reckon 3-3 well, three, three I'm going for. I think it'd be a mad free, game. 3-3? Yeah, I just think Norwich are promoted. I well, think they're just gonna, actually, you know, they're,
4: they're up. Uh, so, do you think they would have been partying this week? Do you think they're going to rest some players? Give some... Fringe players have run out. Like I'm gonna go four-one Dykes hat trick.
2: <laughs> you got to put that on, uh, mate.
4: You've got to put you've yeah. got to put that on. I'm gonna go a bit more sensible. I'm gonna go one-one. Cool. Okay. I think Norwich. I think want to try and get as many points as they can. I think we're gonna try and keep our run going. So I think it's gonna be a close game.
2: Great. All right. All right. That's well, cheers for coming on. Uh, yeah. No worries. I want to thank everyone for listening, and we've you know. Keep listening. We've got a few more guests lined up for the rest of the season as well as a sort of team reflection um, episode which we're looking to air out. So, yeah, subscribe and keep listening. See you
4: later, boys. Uh,
0: See you later, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.